Ohio State finally has a breather from the roster management season. Well, kind of, but a big part of the reason is going to join us right here on the podcast daily to start the week. Former Kansas State quarterback, new Buckeyes quarterback, Will Howard, will join us. Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham, and me, Austin Ward. And let's do that right now. Okay, Will Howard is here. Welcome to Columbus. Welcome to Ohio State. Uh, Will, what's it like living in the portal? What a weird experience that's got to be. Man, it's it's crazy, especially right now. Um, and it was a long, long drawn out process. But, you know, I wanted to make sure I took my time with it and and ended up where I was meant to be. And I think um, I truly did. And I think I feel really, really good about where where I'm at now. And I mean, you know, when I came across the opportunity to play quarterback at Ohio State, it's just it's hard to turn down. And, uh, you know, I'm really blessed to be able to have this position, be in this position that I'm in um, and have this opportunity. You know, the portal's crazy, but, um, you know, I, I kept trying to tell myself, you know, it's a, it's a good problem to have. It's stressful. It's a lot. But, you know, it was all good options that I had. So trying to take it with a grain of salt, and, you know, be appreciative for it. Well, Will, those walls are looking a little bare. Have you have you had time to even settle in at all here? What's what's the Barely. process been like? It, yeah. Yeah, I, I still not really like enrolled in school yet. They're still kind of trying to process all my paperwork and and get everything through. I just moved in on Wednesday. I drove out here from from the Philly area. It's like six and a half hours. It wasn't bad. Um, yeah, so my the walls are pretty bare here, but uh, I guess I got time, so we'll work on that. Hey, Will, when you went um, made the decision to go into the portal, like you, I was I was reading through your message and you. Sort of, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth here, but you you made a mention of wanting to explore all of your options, and I'm wondering if the NFL was a part of that, and if you sought out any kind of feedback from from that area as you also tried to weigh the college options that that were going to be available to you, and, and kind of how you balanced all of that as you went through the process. Yeah, um, honestly, when I first entered the portal, I really didn't even think I was going to go to another school. I, I was pretty sure I was going to go to the NFL. Um, and the draft was a really high option for me. I was getting a lot of feedback, you know, third to probably fifth round grades. Um, and, you know, I felt like, you know, I felt like my talent was, was better than that. And I thought, you know, if I can go somewhere where I feel like I can improve my draft stock, then, you know, it's a no brainer because I, I still have goals, you know, that I want to accomplish in, in college, you know, winning a national championship you know, that I didn't really get to get to do at Kansas State, um, you know, and, and I wanted to, you know, in terms of when I entered the portal, you know, what I was looking for was somewhere where I feel like I can truly increase my draft stock and somewhere where I can compete for a national championship. And those were really the two things. Um, and, you know, it aligned perfectly here at Ohio State. So, I mean, when I when I went into it, like, I was thinking NFL. Uh, it was down to the wire. It was really probably Ohio State of the NFL. Um, you know, a couple of days before I announced, I got a senior bowl invite from Jim Nagy, which was a huge honor, really, you know, a good option. Um, but you know, I, I just, I, I couldn't, couldn't turn down this opportunity. And, uh, you know, I felt like that it was in my, in my gut and my heart of hearts, like this is where I wanted to be. And I'm completely at peace with my decision and, you know. I told Jim, I said, hey, I'll see you, I'll see you down there next year, but uh, it's not this year. You know, it's sort of interesting, Will. A lot of guys, they, they make the decision to get into the transfer portal 
and then it's rush, rush, rush into the next decision. You, her, it's, it almost went like a hurry up and wait. You enter the portal. There's a conversation about the NFL. There's a visit to USC, a visit to Miami relatively quickly. And then you sort of faded into obscurity for three weeks and you let things play out. Uh, and obviously they ended up with you in, in Columbus. But what did it mean to you that like you, a kid who was like, I think the 64th ranked run, uh, quarterback in the country or something stupid coming out of high school, you enter the portal and you have Lincoln Riley and Ryan Day, who are the two foremost quarterback developers in the country uh, in college football, calling you to say, we want you to be the quarterback at our school. And, you know, you're talking about developing yourself for the next level and preparing yourself for that next opportunity. Did it ever cross your mind that those two schools, those two offenses, those two quarterback coaches would be reaching out to you? Yeah, that was um, that was a cool experience. Like, you know, as like I was saying, as stressful and as as much work as the portal was, you know, I tried to kind of pinch myself and sit back and, and really appreciate what it was, you know, that, you know, the top some of the top coaches in the country are, are coming and, and calling and you know, it's, it was, it was truly like a blessing. And I was, you know, uh, it, it kind of felt, felt good, you know, to feel like my, my work had paid off. And, you know, I felt like, you know, when I went to Kansas state, I was, I thought I was really unrecruited in high school and, you know, I was raw when I first came out and it took me a little bit to develop when I was at Kansas state, but you know, I just, it, it was, it was really cool to kind of feel that love from the coaches and feel like, you know, my work has truly paid off. Um, in this process. And, you know, it, at times I had to pinch myself, like, you know, is this, this is, this is really happening, you know, just a kid from, you know, from can little old Kansas state, you know, getting to play on the biggest stages in, in college football. It's, it was a blessing, but um, you know, and, and getting to meet all those coaches, you know, all the opportunities that I had were great. You know, I, I really couldn't have gone wrong with, with anything that I decided, but you know, I think being here at Ohio state is without a doubt, where I need to be and where I want to be. So, Will, when you are making that decision, how much of you look at the the current roster, who the weapons you might have, how much does that play into your mind? And then you watch maybe you make your decision a week and a half, two weeks ago, and then suddenly there's a flood of guys who could have been in similar spots as you going to the NFL. You have Emeka Ibuka coming back. You have Travion Henderson coming back. On the defensive side of the ball, it's virtually everybody with JT and Jack and on down the road. I would imagine that that was like you may have known maybe some of it was coming. Maybe you didn't, but it had to be exciting as you know a new quarterback to see how many guys want to stay part of this and put off the NFL for 2024 to accomplish what you're talking about, one of your main goals of winning a national championship. Yeah, it was – I mean, through through my process, you know, obviously I was asking what the roster was going to look like, who was going to be around me, and, and you know, I think everywhere I looked had good pieces, but – um, you know, I think the roster here at Ohio State is, you know, on paper, one of the, if not the best in the country. And, you know, it, it was just like thing after thing just kept happening. You know, obviously <laughs> Coach Day like wanted me to talk to talk to those guys, try and get them to come back. But, you know, I really didn't have to do much convincing. They all of them, um, you know, wanted to come back and wanted to do this thing again. And, you know, that was really cool for me to see as a guy coming in who doesn't know much about the culture at Ohio State yet. You know, I'm still kind of getting acclimated. Um, but just seeing how many guys are bought into this and and aren't ready to leave yet because they feel like we still have more to accomplish, um, that's really cool. And that's something, 
you know, I wanted to be a part of. And that's something I was looking for when I was in the portal. And, um, you know, I, I'm I'm thankful that, you know, I, I ended up in the right place. Well, I, th I think even the most successful Ohio State quarterbacks would tell you that, you know, it's, it's not an easy place to, to play. There's a lot of scrutiny on the position, a lot of expectations. And you're stepping into a situation where the program is really hungry to win another Big Ten championship, to, to obviously beat Michigan again. Um, and to win that national championship you're, you're talking about. Um, why why take on those expectations? Well, what do you think it is about yourself that allows you to, to kind of handle everything that's going to come with being Ohio State starting quarterback? Yeah, you know, that's that's a good question. I've, I've uh, you know, a lot of people have said that to me, you know, the, the pressure, you know, you got got all these expectations. And, and uh, you know, I, I feel like at the end of the day, I love that, you know, I kind of that I, I I thrive on that kind of stuff. Um, you know, when I went into Kansas State, I was under recruited, uh, wasn't really expected to do much. I ended up winning a winning a backup spot my freshman year. You know, my first two years didn't go very well. I got recruited over. They took a transfer quarterback. You know, I had to win a job basically, and and uh, you know, it wasn't an easy road for me there. Um, you know, obviously, I know that the stakes are ten times higher here. Um, but, you know, through all those, you know, kind of trials and tribulations at Kansas State that I went through, I feel like I, I developed a real hard head. And, you know, I, I, I had to develop kind of this internal confidence that, you know, can't really be shaken by, you know, what people have to say about me. And, and I think, you know, over the years, I've learned a lot and I've matured a ton. And, you know, I was ready for this opportunity and for this, for this challenge because it is a challenge. You know, I know that you know, being the quarterback at Ohio State, you know, comes with a lot of expectations. And, you know, the first of those being the team up north and and winning every single game and winning a national championship, like the stakes are high, but I wouldn't want it any other way. I kind of I feel like I kind of thrive on those kind of expectations and and being kind of an underdog and not really being expected anything of. That's kind of who I am. And, um, you know, I wouldn't want it any other way. Well, you and I had spoken about a week and a half ago about getting you on the show, and you said you wanted to wait until you had a, had an opportunity to get to Columbus and meet your teammates, and which I applaud. I think it's smart. You, you know, it's it's not about you at this point anymore. It's now you're one part of, of this team that's trying to win a national title. Um, now that you've met people in Columbus, you've been around. Is it like going to prison where you have to find like the biggest guy <laughs> punch him in the face, or do you just like find someone to hang out with because you don't know anyone? Like. How, how did the first couple of days of meeting the team go? And, you know, do you do you start to understand quickly what that culture is? Because as you said, you're not really familiar with Ohio State that way. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a different process. You know, it's kind of I haven't really done this whole, you know, integrating into a new system since I was a freshman, an 18 year old kid. You know, so I'm coming into it with a different you know mindset and attitude and I'm excited about it. But. Um, you know, it is a challenge getting getting to know everyone, rebuilding all those relationships. You know, when when you're out of place for four years, you get kind of comfortable in that way. Um, so I think it's it's a it's a cool challenge for me to kind of get to know everybody. And yeah, I wanted to make sure, you know, nobody got this got any ideas of me from something they saw online or anything. You know, I wanted to wanted to make sure that, you know, I got around them. And, and obviously I still haven't met everyone because we really haven't started any mandatory workouts. They don't start till Tuesday. We've it's been kind of on our own, um, you know, just discretionary stuff. But I've gotten to meet some of the guys and and hopefully look forward to meeting some more and 
and just kind of getting integrated into the system and, and feeling my way through it because, um, you know, I, obviously I had, I had talked to Emeka and Travion and a couple of the guys, you know, before I had gotten here. Um, but, you know, it was, it was good to finally meet them all in person. And, you know, I'm, I'm still very early on. I still don't know that many people that well, but, you know, I'm looking forward to building those relationships because, you know, in my experience, that's the most important thing is, is that locker room and making sure that, you know, everybody's, everybody's moving the same way for their same cause and, and, you know, the relationships come first. Well, there's been some debate on the podcast daily about whose game we should compare you to. And I'm not going to mention any of the names specifically, but if you are evaluating yourself, who do you see in your game or who do you try to model your game after? You know, I think with my frame and don't do I, it, don't I'm do sure, it. I'm sure you guys have been talking about it, but I think Josh Allen, Okay, uh, that's the, that's, that's kind of what I, what I put in my head. Okay. Why, why is that? Uh, you know, I think he's a, he's a dude with a rifle of an arm. He's super accurate. Um, you know, obviously I think that's my, my, like my best attribute is probably my arm and, and throwing the ball. But, you know, I think something I can also do is run, you know, for how big I am and, and using my size to my advantage in in the, in the run game. Um, and, you know, I, I had to do that a lot at Kansas state, you know, I don't know how much, you know, that, that, I didn't want that to be like my number one thing. And that was kind of a big reason, you know, Kansas state wanted to go in that way. And they, they really like having running quarterbacks and I can run, you know, I like to run. That's a big part of my game, but you know, I don't think it's my strong suit necessarily. So mm -hmm. uh, I think having a good balance of both of those is, is great. And I think this was a place that I saw myself fitting into the offense, being able to extend plays with my legs and, and make, make some QB runs when I need to, but, um, you know, being able to be in a pro style offense and sling it around too. Well, I don't know um, how much time you spend on social media, but I'm wondering if you're aware of the phenomenon of people being obsessed with who you follow on Instagram <laughs> and how it, and how it like tips the hand of what's happening with Ohio state's yeah. roster. Everyone, everyone was keyed in on you following all the Ohio state guys before he committed and then following Quinn Sean before he committed. Um, yeah. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if you've thought of uh, messing with people at all. I'm just like, randomly following people across college football to get, every, to get <laughs> you know, everyone into a tizzy on social media. It's crossed my mind. I, I, I thought about just doing that and starting to starting to mess with people with it. But no, that was, I, I mean, I'm not on Twitter or th anything anymore. You know, I got on there to, to announce my thing and then I got off. Um, but I've been told that people were just hawking my, uh, my followers on Instagram. I was like, yeah. kind of weird, but all right. <laughs> That's just, follow, just follow like, uh, I don't know. Follow uh, who's the best. Follow like Justin Jefferson and see if that gets people thinking. He's going to <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ohio State. Yeah, that, exactly. That's the microscope of Ohio State, Will. I mean that that's that is something that I think that you will notice uh, quickly, and it takes time to adjust to. But the, the, there are other things you have to adjust to, like campus at Ohio State and finding a place to eat that you like in Columbus. What, what have you discovered uh, in the short time you've been in Columbus that's become you know your your go to or or the kind of place where you're like, hey, I, I need to go back to this place because it's the only place I've been. I mean, in my short time here, I haven't gone many places. Uh, you know, I'm living, I'm living here uh, at the View, and I went. You know, I, I the the one thing that I don't have to put into my GPS now is getting to the Woody. I know how to get to the Woody <laughs> from the View, and that's about it. Other than that, I have to put it into my GPS. But um, you know, I've I've gone to a couple. 
there's like a Buffalo Wild Wings right across the street. I don't know. There's a ton of good food here. I went to a, my mom was in town. She took me to a Barrios Tacos or something. Mm. I thought that was pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, I'm kind of still finding my way around, but the Woody, that's that's the spot. Don't feel bad about using your GPS, okay? Number one, it tells you when there's traffic, which yes, is important. Exactly. Number two, it, it tells you if there's an accident and directs you in a faster route. I, I'm in Columbus all the time, and I still use it, even when I go from Austin's house to the Woody, and I've done that 17,000 times. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, Will, he, do, he still doesn't know how to get there without it, and he and gets lost multiple times. Um, anyway, we're going to let you go, but Bill has a very important question about the birds. Oh, man, let's hear it. Well, you're a Birds fan, right? Big time. Okay. So one, so this we're just gonna run on Monday, or one are they gonna win on Monday night? I I pray they I think they will. I think they okay. will. Okay. And two, just like generally, like what's up with them? Like why 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 is it why has it gone sideways a little bit this year? It's frustrating for me. I was I was sitting there last weekend with my uncles watching that Giants game and I was like, What is going on, man? And we're we're all like super big Eagles fans and I don't know. I mean, I felt like something was up kind of all year that yeah. behind the scenes. I don't know what was going on, but um, they're not the team that everybody kind of thought they were, I guess. But I'm praying that they can pull it together in the, in the playoffs. I think I don't know. I think Jalen Hurts, he'll be fine. He'll figure it out. I think. Um, I hope so. I hope I, so. I hope so, too. Believe yeah. me, I'm, you know, I'm the pessimistic Eagles fan, too. So, yeah. You know. Is there it's another kind? Yeah, it's in our no, blood. This, yeah. it, we make them one way. That's it. Have you ever thrown batteries at Santa Claus or anything like that? We just Come need on, man. With. <laughs> no, no. That's good. <laughs> they phased that out. They got tired of that being the reputation in Philadelphia. Yeah. Anyway, we'll have we'll have time for a lot more of that. We'll hope to. Uh, well, we're going to hear a lot more from Will Howard as the year goes on. Uh, winter workouts ramping up for you to get started, Will, and mat drills, and then spring ball there in March. So. Looking forward to uh, having an opportunity to cover you moving forward. We, we appreciate you spending some time with us on the podcast daily. And uh, congratulations on, again, your decision and arriving in Columbus. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me on, man. Go Bucks! All right. So that was the, the highlight of Ohio State's roster management work. But there's still been a lot more. We talked about this last Monday, Bill, that, boy, uh, the, the change, the picture has changed quickly for the Buckeyes. And then that week went on and they still got, like, basically nothing but good news. If you want to say that, that Marvin Harrison Jr. declaring for the draft was a little bit bad, well, I would understand, but it wasn't a surprise. But the Buckeyes maintained that momentum that we talked about a week ago, and that was a – I think it's worth reiterating. That was a huge week for the program. Yeah, it was. I mean, especially, you know, and I would put myself in this camp. It felt like the offseason was sort of slow to develop for Ohio State, both in terms of personnel stuff and staff stuff and, and some of the staff stuff. Is obviously still still ongoing, but um, for all those player decisions to happen like in such quick succession, succession, for it to be basically nothing but good news, I think I think was a reminder of one like maybe we and I when I say we I include myself should have a little more patience sometimes um, when when evaluating off seasons and wanting instant gratification. I know I, I struggle with that when when trying to you know analyze where Ohio State's going. So. Um, now that we're kind of on the other side of at least the, the player side of it, and maybe there's a transfer addition or, or, or two to come or perhaps after the spring, like I don't think Ohio State really could be any better position than it is with getting a bunch of guys who are going to be like at worst second, third, fourth round NFL draft picks are all, all now coming back. 
some of them to make themselves first round draft picks. But even if they don't, um, Ohio State's going to have, you know, maybe the most talented roster in college football next year. And that's a reason for everybody to be really excited. It's also, you know, as, as you watch on over the weekend, you, Michigan had their parade and their big you know, hullabaloo inside of Chrysler Arena and all, all their fans like pumping themselves up to expect Saturday night to be the moment that J.J. McCarthy and Jim Harbaugh stand on stage next to each other and kiss each other on the cheek and say, we're coming back, we're doing this again. And then like, whoops, that none of that happened. Uh, as we record this on Sunday, J.J. McCarthy has not yet made his announcement, but it seems like he's heading off to the NFL. The Washington coaching staff and roster being torn apart. Like it, you look ahead and you see what has happened for Ohio State in the last week, and you start to look at the Big Ten in 2024, and it looks like Ohio State and Oregon are, are in position to really be the teams to to watch, despite the fact that Michigan just won a national title and Washington played in the national title game. So, like, there's a lot of good things happening, and Ryan Day has a couple key pieces to figure out still, and I think that that's coming in these next you know week or two but the coaches were back on the road recruiting on friday like they're they're they added a five-star commitment a week ago from devin sanchez in the class of 2025 get good news it seems coming soon from carter lowe in in toledo uh offensive lineman who's like priority one in that class as four different assistant coaches went to visit him on friday and now he says he's within a week or two of making a decision like there's a lot of positive things happening and it is easy to get frustrated and irritated in December after a week after you lost a game, but these things take time and uh, they are, they are seemingly unfolding in a way that uh, is very, very good for the Buckeyes. That, that coaching piece is obviously the next step here for Ryan day, looking uh, for an offensive coordinator and then for finding that last spot potentially on defense. However, they want to use that is worth uh, pointing out as well. James Laurinaitis was on the road. But that is a temporary arrangement. Uh, I know some of you are already aware that that can happen and that coaching staffs, when they are a man short, can elevate people into that role. It does not necessarily mean that James is definitely going to be promoted to a full-time role. It is an option, uh, as we've laid out some of the two tracks that where Ohio State could go with a second defensive line coach, or if that does not work out in a way that they feel really comfortable about with a future transition plan for Larry Johnson, could still make James Laurinaitis uh, the full-time linebackers coach, but that him going on the road does not mean that that decision has been made at this point. Right. No, it does. Yeah. I, I mean, even I was like, I was like, Oh, James Lawrence is on the road. I wonder what that means. And I had to stop myself from going too far <laughs> down the road with that. But yeah, it's, it's worth pointing out the, uh, it's not even a loophole. It's just a, a way to first staffs to make themselves whole when they're not. Um, but I mean, a good experience for James and maybe he'll, uh, he'll make a little bit of an impact while he's able to do that. I mean, he, he wasted no time. He went to Cincinnati and saw Justin Hill, the top edge player in the state in the class of 2025. Um, Ohio State this weekend hosted Dominic Kirks, the 2024 defensive lineman who just decommitted from Washington on Friday night. Like, probably expect to see him uh, making a decision to join the Ohio State recruiting class shortly. Like, there's a lot of good things going on. And uh, I think that people should be thrilled. Was that a... Was that a bold? Was that a bold P, or were you I saying mean, this? Have, just... As far as I know, they haven't offered him a scholarship yet. But you're not bringing him in for that official visit. It's it really was more of an interview session. I think a, a 48 hour interview, um, and I, I would imagine that that ends uh, with him ending up at Ohio State. Otherwise, it's sort of weird to have him come take an official visit two weeks before the signing period. 
So still some irons in the fire in terms of uh, roster management. That work is not done. It really never ends in college football anymore. Uh, but it was great to have uh, one new member of the Ohio State roster join us on the podcast daily to start this week off right on a Monday. Uh, thanks to Will Howard for joining us. Thanks to Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham for the great insight. I am just Austin Ward. We'll talk to you later.